0: There were people before kickoff tonight who effectively said there was no kind of point Chelsea playing against Manchester City because it was a foregone conclusion that Man City were going to win. Mauricio Pochettino and his players, all the Chelsea fans, might as well have just taken the Saturday off. Don't bother playing. Don't bother getting involved. Man City are going to get the three points. And I think that when you actually frame the pre-match analysis and doomsday analysis and all of that stuff that came before it. I think it's very hard for those type of people to now come out and say this is a disaster. A point away at the Etihad is something that previous Chelsea teams would have at least been very content with and I think that on the balance of play it was a fair result. I think that Chelsea were deservedly 1-0 up in the first half based on the balance of play, based on how we counter so effectively. In second half, Chelsea did very little in transition apart from one counter-attack that Edison saved well in the second half. So I, I can't, honestly have many complaints that Chelsea didn't win the game because Man City's quality of opportunities that they created Haaland having one of his worst performances I've ever seen um, which bailed Chelsea out and because if you look at the balance of play if Haaland had his shooting boots on even a decent Haaland Chelsea probably lose that game so it's it can't be classified as a disaster there are some frustrations which I think are fair to point out but there are also some real positives given. It's one of the toughest, if not the toughest ground you can go to, especially in the Premier League. And a team that has won 11 in a row going into this game. So there can be no kind of revisionism over the type of opponent we came up against tonight. And given Chelsea were so easily beaten at Anfield, a really atrocious performance where we showed very little competence. Then you move on to the Wolves game, show very little competence. There were concerns in the first half against Crystal Palace. I think a performance, especially in large periods tonight, that looked very mature, tactically astute. The players seemed very alert together. They had to be together and alert because of the amount of pressure they were under. I would like to think that, sure, there will be frustration that Chelsea couldn't hold out for what would have been a famous three points. But given this is the first point Chelsea have taken away from that ground since 2021, again, I don't think... I can honestly sit here and get really angry about it. Sure, when you concede late-ish in the last 10 minutes, it's always frustrating. But at the same time, again, what was the analysis pre-game? What was the expectation pre-game? And I thought that this was a performance that, yeah, I, I think should... Pose some questions but mostly positives hopefully going into next week because I think if Chelsea put out a similar performance of execution against Liverpool I think it just needs a tweak or two to maybe see Chelsea do something different and get over the line but they were very close to getting over the line and again think about only two weeks ago where we weren't even close to competing against Liverpool so I think steps forward I thought the team was basically spot on. I think a lot of you guys were right in the comments of my preview where you felt that Raheem Sterling would start. I didn't and we'll get to Sterling and you know I'm very fair on this channel. Even when I criticize players, I give them praise when they do well. I, you know, I'm not. we're not about agendas around here. We're not about warping reality. We give praise to players when they do well. We give criticism to players when they don't and, and that was the one kind of concern I had, particularly from a tracking back point of view. But the first half was wonderful from Chelsea. It was pitch perfect in terms of that balance between pressing City when we could, finding gaps when we needed to, to press their defence and find those spaces to hit on transition. It was a very different game to the one that took place in November. Man City didn't play as wide of a back three and Chelsea didn't press as much as they did. There was a lot more caution. I think some of that has to do with the fact that it wasn't at Stamford Bridge. So you don't have the the home crowd with you as much, maybe pulling you on and kind of pushing you to do more and to press more and to Harry more. But it, it felt like a classic old almost... At times I felt like I was watching a, a vintage Mourinho performance away from home. Even a Thomas Tuchel one, maybe an Antonio Conte one. There was very old Chelsea... Um, vibes about that first half performance where Chelsea were just finding, just very intelligently finding spaces to exploit, especially on transition and being devastating in those moments. I know we could have done more in the first half but the way we did counter with speed, the way that attack worked to get us into really good positions is something that I think, you know, if you're going to, I'm going to criticize Pochettino for our approach in the second half, but you have to give him praise for setting up the right team, for setting up a structure to put us in such a good position. Now, City, because they are Man City, still have some extraordinary players who, like Kevin De Bruyne, can literally play one ball that no other player in world football can and cut your defense in half. Haaland had a few great chances in the first half and we were put under pressure but when we did make those opportunities um, count the one time we did I think it was deserved that Chelsea went into the break 1-0 up and Raheem Sterling it's the crazy thing about him as a player right I, I do think that a lot of the criticism of him has been justified in recent weeks I think the criticism of him going back the other direction has been justified in recent weeks But the way he finished that chance was the reason why Chelsea paid so much for him a couple years ago from Man City. The reason why he has, in my opinion, over the past decade been one of the top 10, top 5 even, attackers. Because he offers you a level of, of precision and accuracy in those moments and can offer moments of quality it seems to be a thing against his former club where especially against Carl Walker he seems to like playing against him because of a former teammate and i loved everything about that goal to be honest i loved the little flick from nicholas jackson put that miss behind him earlier in the game and then the the flick and then also Malogusto, we saw down that flank it just generally across that first half we saw the threat of Mal Augusto throughout this game again really really good player for chelsea but sorry just before I got confused there it was actually Nicholas Jackson who then was played through and played the ball across to Raheem Sterling because we see so many of these examples where a Chelsea player will get into that promising position and they play either the ball behind the attacker which I think Gusto was slightly guilty of for Nicholas Jackson earlier in the half or they Just don't play it accurately at all. Play it straight to the goalkeeper. It was a precision pass. And I I did worry that Sterling, his first touch had meant that he'd taken it a little bit too wide. But the composure, that's where his experience tells, cuts inside 1-0. And um, you can see how much it meant to the players. I think other big performers tonight for me that really stand out. um, I thought that Ben Sherwell did well um, up against the brilliance in Phil Foden. I thought at times he was really aggressive. A bit like how Marco Correa was really, you know, touch tight. Axel Dezasi, I thought, was probably my man of the match. I thought he was just absolutely brilliant in the way he just commanded that box. And I think deserved a clean sheet given his performance. But really showing levels of performance that I questioned were capable from Axel De Zassi, but he has proven me wrong and I'm happy to be proven wrong in recent weeks. I think he's really stepped up and asserted himself as a centre back who should be starting the cup final. So, um, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, just being in subtle ways, just be, putting himself in the right position to block Erling Haaland, just always being there and I thought Levi too you got to remember this is Levi's first start as a center back in a couple weeks after returning from a a knock of his own so I I thought he played well too um I thought the midfield too was a lot more composed I I think we've got to give some credit to Moises Caicedo that he didn't get a second yellow but he was he was a nuisance for Man City And, and Chelsea very much did what they did so well in more of a defensive way where that block in front and that shield in front of the defense was just a lot more effective where you had Gallagher going in but being able to press up front we saw Jackson sometimes we retreat we saw Sterling within there especially Cole Palmer who did actually have quite a, a, a pretty tame night for him personally uh but i thought the t- the team overall l- looked so much more ready and just able to compete in a game like this and and again this is very low praise but given what we've seen from Chelsea over the past especially 12 months i, I don't think it's outrageous analysis to just sit here and go actually it's nice to not be embarrassed and ashamed watching Chelsea in one of these big games and uh, to actually go out there and look like Chelsea could compete my one criticism is is just the way we approached the second half i knew man city were going to pressure us the game was always going to play you know the game it would be silly of us to try and revise the first half as that Chelsea were constantly attacking. They weren't. They were picking their moments and Man City had majority of the ball. That's always what's going to happen when you go to the Etihad Stadium. And it was always going to be that way in the second half. They were going to press more men forward. They had options off the bench to, to increase their options. And you understood that you had to defend. I think the problem for me was it did become, partly because of City's, just their, their capability to really suffocate you with the ball. They're one of the best teams in world football, if not the best at doing that. But just, I think it's just a general problem I have with Chelsea and, and just with football teams I, I see now at the top level. You can't defend that deep for that long anymore against really good teams. You just can't. And sure, the goal itself was scruffy. And Rodri has a knack of finding himself in those moments and scoring big, important goals for Man City. But about a decade ago, the Mourinho style of approach could have worked. It's not the same anymore. You need to offer an outlet going the other way. Chelsea needed to find some way to relieve pressure. And whether it was taking Sterling off too soon, who was having a good game, whether it was taking Palmer off too soon, we had such a little outlet and it did feel telling that as the second half were on, the players who actually got higher for Chelsea were eventually our wing-backs because Trevor came on and we made a back three and that was Malo Augusto and Ben Shewell so really there were there were very few times Chelsea alleviated the pressure and, and tried to hit City when they were trying to press on us and I think that you can absolutely have some criticisms of game management there but given that Man City score that goal listen if you're questioning the character and mentality and and willingness of this team to face adversity and we've seen this team collapse a few times this year I think the fact that they didn't collapse and they were able to hold on for a point, I still think is something commendable because we've seen Man City, especially at home, and and, and again, the quality they have, and this is a team that keep on winning, win after win after win. For Chelsea to stop that, I still think is something not to celebrate, but to Commend and look at as as a at least a step forward in this type of occasion because it's a ground where Chelsea regularly have gone to and and absolutely been battered without any reply. Tonight there was a reply. Tonight there was a response, and I hope for Pochettino and his players, despite some frustrations, there can be renewed sense of optimism going into the cup final next week that we can put on a good show. So give me your thoughts as ever, and I'll see you again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.